0: Section 31 of Journal of the Rev. Francis Asbury, Volume 3. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Brian Keenan. Maryland, Sabbath 19. At Light Street, my subject was Second Chronicles 15, 2. In the evening I preached again upon Hosea 6, 1. On Monday we went to the camp meeting near Perry Hall, and I preached in the chapel upon Philippians 2, As I rode by the graves of the elders of the Goff family, the image of my dear departed Harry Goff was very present to me. We stopped in our way at B. Bennett's. His prodigal son has enlisted, and gone as a sergeant to New Orleans. The mention of this place kindled strong desires in my mind to send another missionary to that quarter. I wrote to John M. Lure, presiding elder of the Mississippi district, on the subject. Tuesday was cold. We crossed the wide Susquehanna with a gentle breeze. There was no appointment for us, and it was as well thus. On Wednesday I preached at John Carnan's, Back Creek. My subject was first John three, one, two. I preached at Smyrna on Thursday. We went to the state of Delaware on Friday, but there had been no notice given. We, however, gathered a few, to whom we gave a word of exhortation and went on to Choptank. I preached on Saturday from Luke twelve forty. It is still excessively cold, and we suffer much. After sermon, we rode 26 miles to Milford. Sunday 26. At Milford, my subject was Ezekiel 9, 4, very open and alarming time to saints and sinners. On Monday at Barrett's Chapel, I preached and baptized some children, I had powerful feelings of sympathy for the children and grandchildren of that holy man in life and death, Philip Barrett. We felt the wind, on our way to Dover, like the piercing of a sword. My dear friends, Governor Bassett and his lady, came nearly forty miles to meet me. I preached in Dover and baptized James Mollison, advanced in life. I have suffered incredibly by the cold in the last hundred and thirty miles. Souls and their Savior can reward me, and nothing else. Lord, remember Francis Asbury in all his labors and afflictions. Friday I preached at Kagis. Brother M. Kendry and Father Boehm met me once more, and we greatly rejoiced in God together. In Wilmington I preached on Thursday. On Friday I spoke at the Bethel Chapel, a beautiful new house, about seven miles from Wilmington. Brother M. Kendry in the evening. I preached at Matson's Chapel. This is a house of much the same kind as the former. I sat down to teach the people, and we had an open season. PENNSYLVANIA, SATURDAY, APRIL 1 I forestalled a meeting at Derby, but few attended. I dropped them a few hints on the shortness of time. I suffer by the unusual heat, and by soreness from riding. We came safe into the city of Philadelphia. I found letters from Savannah, Tombigbee, Mississippi, Ohio, and also from the eastward. Sabbath 2. At St. George's, my subject was Haggai 1 7. I was fervent. We had a sacrament, and the Lord was present of a truth. On Monday, we opened our conference in great peace and good order. I preached on Wednesday and it was recollected that I had preached on the same subject, in the same place, in 1771. Friday we observed as a day of fasting and prayer. Both elders and deacons were ordained. There was some little difficulty with respect to our money concerns, and some of the members had been rather warm partisans as politicians. This is always wrong for them, let them take which side they please. There was general satisfaction given as to the stations, about eighty four in the whole. The Philadelphia Conference has subjected itself to a demand for twelve preachers who have no stations. Six of these are married, and there is a widow's maintenance to be added, making an expense of two thousand dollars. Sabbath nine. I preached at Kingston Chapel on Habakkuk three, two. Here I ordained Jacob Tapsco and James Champion, both Africans. I gave the congregation at the Academy Church an exhortation in the evening. With difficulty, we got out of the city of Philadelphia, and ran some risk in crossing the river into Jersey. I preached at two o'clock at Carpenter's Bridge. We lodged with Father Early, twenty-four miles from the city. Here I take a little rest. I am not conscious of indulging or feeling wrong tempers in the mighty work at which I daily labor. But I never wish to meet the conference in the city of Philadelphia again. But possibly my time is short. New Jersey On Wednesday I preached at Union Chapel. It is a neat building, two stories high, forty by thirty-six feet, built on the plan I furnished them. I spent a night with J. Abbott, a local preacher. Snow on Thursday. I preached at Pittsgrove. Lodged under the roof of Joseph Newkirk. Here I found the children and grandchildren of Susanna Ayers, who first received the Lord's Prophets in this town. There was no proper notice of our appointment at Broadneck Chapel on Friday, so that we had but few people. I lodged at Hayward's. I rode away to Chohancy on Saturday. Sabbath 16. At the chapel, I spoke on Philippians 3, 8. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things loss, etc. 1. The object of the Apostle's knowledge, Christ Jesus my Lord. 2. The nature and degrees of this knowledge in the Apostle's own experience. 3. The excellency of this knowledge, a saving knowledge, a life-giving and sanctifying knowledge. It is the spiritual and experimental knowledge of repentance, faith, regeneration, and sanctification, producing a holy life, a triumphant death, a joyful resurrection, and a crown of eternal glory. I had certainly part of a gay congregation. How good is not for me to say. They were serious and attentive. I met the Society. Brother Bohm preached in the afternoon. I must needs hold forth again in the evening. I preached as it was desired, and we had an open season. A heavy ride brought us on Monday to Port Elizabeth. I preached on second corinthians thirteen five It was a searching season. This is a new town, and we have a large house built here. The Baptists are building a grand house. We lodged at Benjamin Fisler's. At Tuckahoe Chapel, my subject on Tuesday was Ephesians 3, 8. I sat down and taught with pleasure. I dined with N. Swain. Richard has gone to his rest and reward. The people told me that my time of absence on this path was twenty-five years. I feel the heat and labor, and painful, weary nights appointed to me. But God, even my God, is with me. I HEAR OF SEVERAL SPOTS WHERE THE WORK OF THE LORD IS REVIVING POWERFULLY. AT MAY'S LANDING, GREAT EGG HARBOR, THERE WAS POWER IN THE WORD, Whilst I LECTURED ON HEBREWS 12:25, WE HASTED AWAY TO BLACKMAN'S, TO BE THERE AT THREE O'CLOCK, BUT WE LOST OUR WAY IN THE WOODS, AND AFTER RIDING FIFTEEN MILES INSTEAD OF EIGHT, WE ARRIVED AT FIVE O'CLOCK, TUESDAY EVENING, CLOSED RATHER UNCOMFORTABLY UPON US AT A TAVERN. MY SPIRITS WERE LOW. And my body very feeble. The work of God revives in the society here. Learner Blackman has been raised up from small appearances, possibly to very considerable consequences. At Absicum on Thursday, I gave them a discourse. We dined in haste at Brother Peacock's, and came on to George Peterson's, Pleasant Mills. At the Forks on Friday, I preached in our elegant chapel on John twelve thirty eight it was an open time. Whom should I see but dear aged Jesse Chu and wife? I went home with friendly William Richards. Dear Sarah, his former wife, so often my kind and attentive hostess. I only saw the marble that covered her dust. Some demur was sent by a certain preacher about his station. These things give me more pain than all the labor of the conferences. On Saturday, I called to see Rebecca Sevior on a sickbed, praising God. She is a true daughter of Sarah Richardson. I rode on to Tuckerton, very damp and cold sunday twenty three at Tuckerton, my subject was second Corinthians four two in the afternoon I preached again on Monday, I preached at Waretown. I stayed a while with Samuel Brown, and then came to Thomas Chamberlain's. I was compelled by uncomfortable feelings to go to rest at six o'clock. At David Woodmassey's on Tuesday I preached on 2 Timothy 2:15. On Wednesday, after a rain, I set out for Polemus Chapel, where I preached. My friends were exceedingly kind, and I was very sick. I rose unwell on Thursday, and took medicine and set out for Squam River. My host here, Derek Longstreet, has been married twenty-four years. His wife once had twins, and she has made him the father of sixteen children, all of whom are alive and well. I had a noble congregation here of women and children. The men were generally gone from the neighborhood, either to the waters or to work. I was seriously unwell. On Friday at Newman's, on Shark River, I had women, not a few. I suited my subject to my hearers, and preached from Luke 10, 41-42. Ah, how many Marthas are there, and how few Marys! In the afternoon I spoke again at P. White's. We have meeting twice a day, and sometimes at night, and the prospects are pleasing. The weather is severely cold. I have read Simpson lately. His plea for religion, how strong! If Simpson is right, the old Church of England has the mark of the beast in her hands at least. Great news. The British orders in Council are withdrawn, and the American embargo and non-intercourse are forthwith to cease. I fear much that these expected good times will injure us. The prosperity of fools will destroy. Therefore affliction may be best. And God may send it, for this is a favoured land. Lord, save us from ruin as a people. I rested on Saturday. Sunday thirty. At Long Branch my subject was Acts three twenty six. It was given me to speak strong words, words of God and from God. At three o'clock I preached in the Episcopal church at Shrewsbury. I came home with John Throckmorton. Monday, May 1. No appointment at Mount Pleasant. We came on to James Throckmorton's, and thence through Brunswick to Staten Island. We dined at Drake's, and supped at Elder Totten's. I've had great peace of mind, and have been greatly in the spirit of preaching, of faith, and of prayer. God has visited, and will yet powerfully visit Jersey. Probably in the last five years five hundred souls have been converted. Glory to the great I Am. He will bear the arm of his power, and save millions in the world. New York I preached on Wednesday at the Tabernacle on Staten Island. My subject was 1 Peter 3, 15-16. It was a feeling season. My mind was greatly enlarged. Lodged at Gilbert Totten's. Episcopalians, Presbyterians, Baptists all upon the stretch to be greatest upon the island. The Methodists have a stationed preacher, and they have a camp meeting in contemplation. On Thursday I preached at the old meeting-house. There was some tenderness manifested. On Friday I preached in our meeting-house at North End. I found Brother Kushan in a languid state. I sought to administer consolation to his mind and body. Behold, The Low Dutch have built a church, and the Episcopalians one at the north end near them. There are three local preachers of our order, and a presiding elder. If good be not done, the people must be hardened. I found my old friend Morel solitary. His wife is called home. My attention was strongly excited by the steamboat. This is a great invention. Brother M. Kendry preached at Elizabethtown, and I after him, at six o'clock in the evening. We have a beautiful house here, two stories high, elegantly finished, 45 by 40 feet, and well filled. On Monday I came to York, where I found letters bringing good news from the South and the West. On the 10th our conference began, and continued until the 15th. About 120 preachers present. We had great peace and good order. We had an ordination of elders at John Street Church on the Sabbath day. We had a great deal of faithful preaching. As I wish not to relate the trials met with, I will let everything but what is printed rest in shades. There were some critical cases, but nothing appeared against any member to justify expulsion. There were 115 preachers stationed, and there were few complaints. If I have slumbered five hours per night, it is as much as I have done in the matter of sleep. On Saturday I rode, through excessively warm weather, twenty miles, to J. Sherwood's. I retire to sacred solitude, and great and delightful communion with God. But want of sleep comes upon me like an armed man. Hail, Holy Day! On the Sabbath I preached at Sherwood's Chapel, afterward at New Rochelle Chapel, we had an open season in both congregations. The Quakers are offended because their errors in sentiment and practice are spoken against, but they have a higher dispensation. And will this authorize the violation of a positive law of the land which forbids unnecessary labor on the Sabbath day? Will it justify the putting asunder what God has so solemnly joined together, to wit, the ordinances of God, and the influences of his Holy Spirit? So thought not the eunuch, when Philip, sent by the Holy Ghost, preached unto him Jesus. The celebration of the Lord's Supper is idolatry, say the Quakers. So thought not Paul, when exhorting the church of Corinth to the worthy commemoration of our Lord's death and passion. He says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. A higher dispensation. And had not God already revealed his will before the appearance of George Fox? But hush! The respectable society of people called Quakers! Respectable! Ah! There is death in that word! Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you! I fear what is properly the reproach of Christ has long been wiped away from this respectable people. O Lord, save thy now despised Methodist children! from the praises of the people of the world. On Monday I dined with Brian B. Banks, and then moved on, through heavy thunder showers to Norwalk. I had wished them to build a house here, but Mr. G. N. had told the Methodists they were poor. Poor may they ever be, and it would ruin them. I gave the good folks a discourse on Romans 16.24. CONNECTICUT On Tuesday I came to Peck's, Stratford, a faithful friend, and thence on to Father Jocelyn's, New Haven, weary, sleepy, and glad to rest. I dined with W. Griffin in Guildford. Here is a lot to build a house of worship on, and God will work here. In the afternoon I preached at Jeremiah Miners in Killingworth. Thence, crossing the Connecticut River, came into New London. I have had great temptations and great consolations. The weather has been extremely warm, and my clothes are too heavy. My horse twice attempted to run away with my chair, so I was obliged to quit it. I must needs preach in New London. I gave them a discourse on 1 John 2, 6. The house was soon filled, and many went away who could not get in. Surely the society, and preachers too, have been blind to their own interests, or they would have occupied every foot of ground. But we have never taken advantage of circumstances as they offered in this place, and have lost by our negligence. We crossed Narragansett Bay on Friday, and came into Newport. Grand house, steeple, pews, by lottery. The end is to sanctify the means. Ah, what pliability to evil! Sabbath 28. I preached twice, in the forenoon on Colossians 2, 1, 2, 1 John 3, 3-5 in the afternoon. I spoke with difficulty and with little order in my discourses. From New York thus far we have had dust and rough roads, and I have been much tried and greatly blessed. We have ridden two hundred miles in six days. Last night we had a tremendous storm of thunder, lightning, and rain. THIS MORNING, MONDAY, I VISITED CAPTAIN BEALL AT FORT WALCOTT. I PREACHED TO THE SOLDIERS ON ISAIAH 57, 6 7, BAPTIZED SOME CHILDREN, VISITED THE SCHOOL, PRAYED WITH THE SICK IN THE HOSPITAL, EXHORTED THE POOR SINNERS TO TURN TO GOD. BUT AH, I MIGHT HAVE SAID AND DONE MORE. HERE I SAW DISCIPLINE, ORDER, CORRECTNESS. IT WAS GRAND AND PLEASING. What changes I pass through. How hardly shall they who travel much keep a constant eye on duty, the cross, holiness, and God. On Tuesday we came to the pleasant town of Bristol. The Methodists here have a house with pews, and a preacher who has not half enough to do. Poor work. I gave them a discourse on 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. I have as much as I can bear in body and mind. I see what has been doing for nine years past to make Presbyterian Methodists. At Warren, I lodged with Samuel Childs. His wife is a Shunammite. We had freedom in our meeting here. I preached on Hebrews 2 3. Thursday, June 1. I had a feeling season at Somerset Chapel whilst speaking from 1 Peter 4 2. Brother Brayton's was my home. Levi Walker has not labored in vain, but it seemed as if there had been three preachers to do one man's work. There are here two hundred and ninety-one members. We reached Easton, and I was indeed tired. The carriage-horse was too wild for me to drive, and the saddle-horse started and jolted very much. Massachusetts. We reached Boston on Saturday. Our route hither from New York has cost us eight dollars for turnpike gates, ferries, bridges, etc. We called at but one tavern. The family who opened the door for us here is gone, but the house is in the possession of the stationed preachers and their wives. I preached at the old chapel on Sabbath morning, and administered the sacrament. In the afternoon I gave them a discourse in the new chapel. It was an open time of much feeling, and deep attention was paid to the speaker. Had I not spoken sitting, pain and weariness would have prevented my finishing. May the Lord water his own word. I hear of a considerable revival in several places, and that the Lord is bringing out some children to do the work of men. Out of the mouths of babes, so let it be. On Monday we had a great show. The governor came to town. I reached wretched Waltham, dripping wet. I found the four generations in health, and I got, oh, how sweet, a comfortable night's sleep, the first I have had for many nights. How good is rest to soul and body, after hard labor for the good of the souls and bodies of our fellow men. Awaking on Tuesday morning, I recollected that in the solemn hour of midnight it was strongly impressed upon my mind that I must go by Lynn. This was from God. I preached to a family congregation. On Wednesday I passed through Menotony, Medford, and Malden to Lynn. In the evening I preached. There have been awful times here for two years past. The preachers are a burden. They do not preach evangelically, do not visit families, neglect the classes. I have my load, but leaning to one side. One story is good until another is heard. Our hard-going horses brought us through the dust to Marblehead on Thursday. I held forth on John 8, 31-32. Poor bachelor is in ill health, and shortly to be bound to a wife. So we go. We rode onwards through a goodly prospect of fine buildings and fine meeting-houses. At Beverly, my host did not quite understand praying in the daytime. At Joseph Weeks in the evening at Greenland. From this unpromising place, and other surrounding towns, God has raised up a society. On Saturday I found a happy, simple-hearted society at Brother Gardener's. The labors of George Pickering and Brother Stevens have raised up, under God, a promising society here. Sabbath 11. Henry Boehm spoke at six o'clock, myself at ten o'clock, H. Boehm again at two o'clock, when the Holy Sacrament was administered. I gave another discourse in the evening. We had crowded audiences. We returned for the night to gardeners. We passed through Berwick on Monday morning, and continuing on, stopped and supped with one Wells. We were here two years ago. We then prayed earnestly for, and with, this kind family. It was not a forlorn hope, it seems. The young woman who waited on us was brought out last August. We rode on through Kennebunk to Seiko. Lodging in the tavern, we were opposed, but persisted in having prayer night and morning. Asa Heath gave us our breakfast, and we pushed on to New Gloucester, making about 84 miles in the last two days. On Thursday we opened our conference and sat closely at work. End of section 31. Recording by Brian Keenan.